युसी एवं परंपरा प्राप्तम इमं राजर्षयो विदुः व्हाट इज विदुः अंडरस्टूड प्राप्तम रिसीव रिसीव व्हाट इज रिसीव्ड नॉलेज युसी सकालेनेह महता योगो नष्टः परंतपा ओके यू सी द ट्रांसलेशन दिस प्रीम साइंस वाज दस रिसीव्ड थ्रू द चेन ऑफ डिसिप्लिक सक्सेशन एंड द सेंटली किंग्स अंडरस्टूड इट इन दैट वे बट इन कोर्स ऑफ टाइम सक्सेशन वाज ब्रोकन एंड द साइंस एज इट इज अपीयर्स टू बी लॉस्ट सो सकालेनेह महता योगो नष्टः परंतपा द सक्सेशन वाज ब्रोकन and the science as it is appears to be lost how what is the how did shri prabhupad or how did krishna qualify a broken succession a broken parampara when is the parampara broken when the science is lost the science as it is appears to be lost when the science is lost that is when the succession is broken as you can see in the sanskrit here yogo nashtah parantapa yogo nashtah yoga what is yoga the signs of one's relationship with the supreme that means the signs of bhakti yoga the, the signs of krishna consciousness when that is nashtah scattered nashtah scattered or you know nashtah means destroyed when the signs is lost destroyed of course the science can never be destroyed sanatan dharma but appears to be lost when it is covered hidden to the general mass of people that's when the parampara is considered broken if the science is still there the parampara is not broken so now today is in today's context shri prabhupada's books are still there and the science is still going on everybody is become devotees because of reading prabhupada's books so how is it that shri prabhupada is not preaching still so prabhupada is still preaching Uh, so the science is is not lost hmm of course one may say oh then we can follow maybe bhaktivinoda thakur's books and we can read and say now bhaktivinoda thakur is my spiritual master or narutamdas thakur is my spiritual master or you know rupa goswami is my spiritual master because i am reading his books directly so that of course sri prabhupad said very nicely uh, yeah in the bhagavatam Shrimad Bhagavatam Canto 2 Chapter 9 Text 7 Purport The message of Shrimad Bhagavatam is coming down by disciplic succession and in order to receive the real message of Shrimad Bhagavatam one should approach the current link or spiritual master in the chain of disciplic succession after being initiated by the proper spiritual master in that chain of succession to engage himself in the discharge of tapasya and execution of devotional service See that one has to come to initiated by the current link the current link in the sampradaya 32nd name is who prabhupad current link doesn't mean physically present link that shri prabhupad did not say current link is the 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 latest spiritual master who is who has disseminated the knowledge so therefore yes even if we read 
how did we how can we even get access to bhaktivinoda thakur or rupa goswami's books if we did not come into the contact of this movement by shri prabhupada's books <laughs> who would know bhaktivinoda thakur's books who would know bhakti siddhan saraswati thakur's books and uh, all the rupa goswami narottam das thakur's books if if it was not for shri prabhupada to spread to the we can talk many things now but be, be, without shri prabhupada spreading this movement where would would we have been how would we even get access to rupa how do we know even rupa goswami existed if shri prabhupada not tell us all these things so it is only through shri prabhupada that we are understanding everything so we cannot step over the spiritual master and you know try to accept somebody else's spiritual no the current link has to be followed so the 32nd name is prabhupada and they say oh no we have to have a physical then okay you have your 33rd name there no you you mention your name 33rd name and we will accept but they do not accept, they do not put it so anyway these are all there are so many anomalies we will we will go through that but before all that we have to understand what is the actual documented proof so ritvik so now we understood what is initiation initiation means the transference of spiritual knowledge transcendental knowledge from the guru to the disciple from a realized soul now now for the past i think how many 40 days or something we have been sharing knowledge here on this live streams but it does not mean that i am realized soul i am speaking what shri prabhupada has spoken because whatever he says he has spoken is correct i may or may not have realized in fact honestly i have not realized all right i am a kanishtha adhikari but we are repeating the words of shri prabhupada therefore they are uh, worthy of hearing worthy of chanting and worthy of hearing because it is shri prabhupada's words so similarly we have to also understand that we may preach we may talk about krishna but when pure devotee talks about krishna when he chants oh that is different level he is chanting in the pure platform we are chanting maybe in the naam aparadh naam abhas mostly naam aparadh only so but because we are trying sincerely therefore you know prabhupada said you follow my instructions and then whatever you speak will have effect so that is the whole thing we have to follow his instruction then anything uh, any you know our words will carry any value because we are quoting prabhupada's words quoting krishna's i may be rascal because uh, the words of prabhupada and krishna they are not nonsense so they will act we have to just repeat but a person who is actually disseminating the knowledge being realized it completely is in the platform of seeing krishna premanjana charita bhakti vilochana that is a totally different breed of devotee Hmm? so therefore it is said uh, that knowledge is the main thing in in the disciplic succession means disciplic conclusion the knowledge having understood that now of course there is also the qualifications of the spiritual master what is his level uttamadhikari how we have already seen one quote but later on we will see more quotes later on but just to mention to you so he has to be an uttamadhikari now what is the word ritvik ritvik means priest hota Uh, advaryu all these are you know different classes of priest so ritvik means a priest so priest means just like if you um, you know when there is a marriage ceremony there will be some priest and who who will conduct the ceremony hmm? according to the vedic rituals now the bride and bridegroom they have the whole ceremony done and after that after the marriage is finished the priest is remunerated and done it is not that the whole life this husband and wife is worshiping that 
that priest who conducted the ceremony. No, they don't worship him. Yeah, he has done the ceremony for them, and that's it. He, they are, he's remunerated with uh, what dakshin, proper dakshin, and that's it. There is no binding connection in the sense that oh, he is because he has conducted our marriage, he is our guru for the rest of our life. No, no such thing. So that is a priest. Whereas a guru is different. Guru means you, you, the disciple has to worship the guru as good as God. Saksha dharitvena samastha shastrayer uktastatabhavyata eva sadbhi. So the shastras say the, the saintly acharyas, Vaishnava acharyas, they also say that worship of the guru is to be done on the same. And janme janme prabhushe, not only this life, janme janme prabhushe, chakshudandilojay. Uh, and divya jnana hrde prakashito. So one who has given the knowledge, jnana deepa praday gurav, guru, uh, who has given me the jnana deepa, such a person is worshipable, life, life after life. So that is not just a priest, that is a full lifetime, millions of lifetimes of connection, you know. So we have to understand the difference. So Ritvik means priest. So what is this Ritvik? Why, why, what is this Ritvik system? So basically, it started off like this, when Prabhupada went to America and then he started initiating. So in the beginning, he initiated them personally. He personally trained them and initiated them and then sent them out preaching and opening new and new temples. And quickly the movement grew very fast and very big all over the world. And it grew to an extent where Srila Prabhupada was traveling so much and there were so many disciples, so many devotees waiting to become his disciples. Suppose he was in London or maybe in India. There were so many disciples waiting in London, waiting in New York, waiting in, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, uh, what is that, um, Los Angeles or, you know, Tokyo or wherever, you know, all these places. In Europe, different Germany and this, so many devotees were waiting to take initiation and Prabhupada was traveling. So, how it was done, slowly, the, the, the method was, the names of those devotees were sent the, to Prabhupada by mail and Srila Prabhupada would receive the names and then he would give them new names and then he will, for each devotee, he will chant on the beads one round, you know, he will chant on their beads, the Guru will chant and then in that way, uh, that name and um, beads, everything is given by post back to that temple where the temple president has, uh, not that, oh, I want to get initiated, so I will write to Prabhupada. No, the temple president must sanction, okay, he must select because I always think I am qualified, no, but authorities have to decide whether whether he is qualified or not. So, when they see, okay, this person is serious, this boy is following all the rules and regulations, chanting 16 rounds every day for six months and he is attending the classes morning and evening, this and that and he is engaged in preaching work and book distribution, all these things. Okay, this is okay, this is a serious person. Okay, then recommend his name for initiation. In this way, the temple president will make a list of those who are wanting to get initiated and he will send that letter to Prabhupada. Prabhupada, you know, these people are um, 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 waiting for initiation, are ready for initiation. Then Prabhupada will see all the list and he will give them the spiritual names and then in the letter, he will write to the temple president back along with the beads for each of the devotees and will send by courier mail. And when the devotee receives it, then the devotee, uh, the temple president, he organizes the fire sacrifice. And that way, the ceremony was conducted and then everybody, you know, uh, participates in the ceremony and the kirtan is going on, especially the Sankirtan Yagna is the most important. And of course, the fire ceremony is also important. So, and then in this way, the ceremony was conducted and the newly initiated devotee was a disciple of Srila Prabhupada. Although Srila Prabhupada was way far away. And that's the exact way in which Sundar Gopal Prabhu, our uh, 
mentor here in ISKM, senior most mentor. He has been guiding us uh, in this in this uh, you know Ritvik system, and he was himself initiated and in also in that way. He never met Prabhupada. He wanted to go. Um, actually, he was asked by one of the devotees, uh, Prabhupada's disciples. Um, uh, I'm visiting Prabhupada in India. Um, he is conducting an initiation in January 1977. And do you want to get initiated? So and he said, yeah, okay. Actually, he did not even know what initiation was at that time. But he was very strictly reading his books and trying to preach in Singapore. So you see how Paramatma, you know, he is in the heart of everyone. And then he saw the sincere desire. So he arranged the Guru. So this letter came. And Sundar um, yeah, you know. I've got initiated. <laughs> I want to get initiated. So, and then his name was given, and the name was given to Prabhu, um, Sundukupal Prabhu, and in this way, he got his name, and he was initiated by that same very method. So, now in this way, there were so many disciples at that time who maybe met him only once or did not even meet him, but they were initiated by him. So, the priest who conducted the ceremony and all that, this is Ritvik. So, then over time, what happened? especially towards the end, in the May 1977, he handed over even more duties to the Ritviks. Until then, Prabhupada used to chant on the beads and you know, now he said, even that also is delegated to the, the chanting on the beads, the, the giving of the name, the selection of the name, everything delegated to the um, Ritvik. So, these 11 Ritviks that Prabhupada actually mentioned, we will show you the document in a while. They will conduct the ceremony on Prabhupada's behalf and the disciple will be Prabhupada's disciple. This is the system he left for the to be continued even after his physical departure. And that's exactly what we will see, the documentary, full clear documentary evidence. So, but this was manipulated. This was manipulated and without any explicit mention by Srila Prabhupada, they assumed that these 11 Ritviks will become gurus after Srila Prabhupada's physical departure. Because in, there was no precedence in history where Acharya gave initiation after he physically left. In that way, they argue. They have all these speculations about Prabhupada's order instead of just following his order. They just speculated on his order with reasoning, you know, from here and there, from here and there. Instead of just straight taking Sri Prabhupada's instruction as it is, they just try to reason out here and there, you know. So, with this understanding of Ritvik, and initiations, Diksha. Now let us get into the documentary evidence. Okay, the core events. Of course, there are other events which which even Iskon devotees quote in support to to support their argument. We will look at all that later on in the next session. But this session, we will just look at the two important um, pieces of evidence and three important pieces of documented evidence. Uh, the core of this whole issue and then we will go into further arguments in the next session all right we have understood uh, recap the importance of the order of the spiritual master everybody has a stake in this issue it's not some internal politics you know you are discussing no it is not internal politics just like we can always write off Mahabharata say it's a, some family politics of two families why why do such a great scripture it is considered fifth Veda why <clears throat> because Krishna was interested in that. So, even if it is this, this, this is a conflict, because Prabhupada is at the center of this whole issue, we have to become interested in it, because without Prabhupada, we have no Krishna. So, that is the first thing. 
order of the spiritual master is the active principle and what is the order of the spiritual master and how important is the order that we have understood from the Chaitanya Charitamrita verses. Then we have understood what is um, different layers of perception of the truth and then gossip and you know all these kind of layers and one may base his opinion on those layers instead of on the truth. So we have to get to the truth, take out all those layers. And the truth is buried in, in, in the deep. So, that we have to get to. So, once we get there, then we will start to know the actual issue. Then we can decide on who is an aparadi and who is not and what is the order and what is not and you know who is you know right and who is wrong. Everything will depend on what the order of the spiritual master is. You should never forget that. Okay. So, what is the order? Not this. Uh, this one. Okay. Let's have first the room conversation. May 28th. Let us understand this. This conversation is what they also base on. Okay. Because it's a little bit confusing in the end. Because of the questions that Sasurup Goswami was asking. Because he did not understand the whole concept. Tamal Krishna Goswami knew what Prabhupada was talking about because Prabhupada already spoke this to him before. So anyway, let's go through this. This is where it all started. <clears throat> I don't know if you can see this. I'm sorry if it is too small. I hope you can see that. Okay. Let me know if you can't. Let me know if you can't, alright? If it is not, then we will switch it like this, but then I have to go all the way to the side. Okay, so room conversation, May 28th, 1977. This happened in Vrindavan. So, Satsvaru Das Goswami, one of the chief disciples of Prabhupada, he asks, then our next question concerns initiations in the future, particularly at that time when you are no longer with us. We want to know how first and second initiations will be conducted. Very specific question, very clear question. Initiations conducted in the future, at particularly at that time when you are no longer with us. And mind you, this was May 1977. And November 1977 is when Prabhupada actually left. So about six months prior to his departure. And his health was already going very bad. So anytime, it was just like a matter of days or months or weeks or whatever it is at that time. So they wanted to get a clear instruction of what would happen. So he asked a very specific question. Then Srila Prabhupada said, yes, I shall recommend some of you. After this is settled up, huh? after this is settled up, I shall recommend some of you to act as officiating Acharya. So he said, after this is settled up. What is settled up? So they were actually discussing about the properties and all these things. How to handle the properties in India and abroad and all these things. So that was a discussion prior to this. So after this is settled up, I shall recommend some of you to act as officiating Acharya. He did not say Acharya, officiating Acharya. Then Tamal Krishna Goswami, he is the one who brings this word. Is that called Ritvik Acharya? Srila Prabhupada, Ritvik, yes. Now, Tamal Krishna Goswami, he is also one of the chief disciples. He was a, he was a Srila Prabhupada's secretary at the time. Now, 
he said is that called ritvik acharya how did he know this word ritvik because if you see in prabhupad's books the word ritvik is very sparsely mentioned in few verses where the ritvijaha ritvik in this way very very it's not a very prominent word that you would hear in prabhupad's teachings right hari krishna mahamantra yes acharya bonafide spiritual master supreme personality these are all common phrases transcendental knowledge material existence all these are common samsara all these are common words but the word ritvik is not such a common word in in what prabhupad speaks he doesn't speak about it. in fact in all of his teachings he never spoke this as as an important word but how did tamal krishna goswami know that word because prabhupad was actually speaking to him about the system that's why tamal krishna asked immediately is that called ritvik acharya Sri Prabhupada said, Ritvik, yes. So, until now, it is very clear. Question was asked, particularly at the time when you are no longer with us, particularly. And Prabhupada said, yes, I shall recommend you, some of you as you know, officiating Acharya. Tamal Krishna asked, is that Ritvik, Ritvik Acharya? Prabhupada said, Ritvik, yes. So, Ritvik is not an Acharya. But he will be officiating on behalf of the Acharya. So, he is an official, like Pratinidhi, a representative. Uh, not Acharya. Acharya is the guru, you know. So, Ritvik, yes, Prabhupada said. That is clear. Now, Satswarup Goswami, he did not understand this whole concept. He was not, he, this is the first time he was hearing this whole thing. Uh, Satswarup, you know, he asked this question. What is the relationship of that person who gives the initiation and... Shri Prabhupada said, he is guru, he is guru. You know. So, who is giving initiation? Okay, we will actually read this conversation. You see how confusing it becomes now, after this. As clear as it was until now, now you see. Because of Satsuru's question and the order in which Prabhupada was answering. And when Prabhupada answered, Prabhupada answered a previous question when Satsuru put another question already. So, you see how it becomes. What is the relationship of that person who gives the initiation and he is guru, he is guru, Satsuru, but he does it on your behalf. Uh, Prabhupada said, yes, that is formality because in my presence one should not become guru. So, on my behalf, on my order, Amar Guru Haya, be actually guru, on, but on my order. <coughs> so, in my presence, so here is where they say, you see, in his, this was talking about in the presence of the spiritual master. But if you see the question, particularly at that time when you are no longer with us, but then he said Ritvik, right? But he also knew that some of his disciples had this ambition in their minds, in their hearts, that they want to become the next Acharya. In fact, there was one such uh, devotee called Siddhasvarup. He was in uh, Hawaii. So, he was already initiating some devotees. Even when Prabhupada was around in 1975, he was already trying to initiate, becoming a spiritual master. So, Prabhupada wrote to him and said, it is, it is not proper to accept uh, disciples in the presence of spiritual master. Uh, but after the spiritual master is gone, yes, you can accept disciples without limitation. But at least, don't accept when... So, your spiritual master is around. Because he said this because he was going on this path of initiating. He wanted to stop him from that grave offense. It is especially more, even more offensive when Prabhupada is physically around and you start initiating even when he is there. That is completely bogus. It is completely offensive. And that offense will drag him to the, you know, depths of hell. So, to save him from the uh, hell, hellish life, so, Prabhupada said, stop, at least, at least stop until I am here, you know, because he knew his independent nature. 
He tried very hard to control him. Even then also he was uncontrollable. That's Siddha Swarup. Hmm? But that was um, to him alone. He said like this. Uh, you, you wait until I, you know, at least I pass. So actually, Prabhupada said in one time, in 1977, 77 years, there are many who are just waiting for me to die in this movement. You know, he said this also. So, uh, so they were that kind of devotees. So, to just stop them from, first of all, at least, instead of, if, if he says, then you, you, no, 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 you cannot accept disciples until I, until you receive an order from me. Then, you will, oh, oh, is that, then they, he may leave, you know. So, to keep him, you know, uh, you know, not from leaving the movement and starting indiscriminately and then the offense becoming even greater. So, to control that, yes, Prabhupada said, okay, wait until at least the disciples, I mean, the guru has gone physically. But then that doesn't it automatically qualify one to become guru. Because if that was the case, then when Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur left, all his disciples automatically are guru. But Prabhupada said in that purport that he did not ask anyone to become guru. They concocted and they know they must be a guru. And in this way they started. So that means it, is, it does not automatically mean that when the spiritual master has left, <coughs> all his disciples have the blank check to become guru. No, they don't have it. You have to be ordered by your spiritual master to become guru. So, until that order is there, we cannot assume. We cannot make a position on assumptions. Okay. <coughs> so, now you see. He is guru, but he does it on your behalf. Satsuru passed. But he does it on your behalf. Yes, that is formality because in my presence, one should not become guru. So, on my behalf, on my order. You see, he is saying, yes, in my presence, don't become any guru. You know. On my order, Amar Agnaya Guru Haya, be actually Guru. But on my order. So he's saying, wait for my order. Hmm? Satsurup. So they may be considered your disciples? Yes, they are disciples. But consider oh, who? He was asking. Because he didn't understand his question. Tamal Krishna, no. He's asking that these Ritvik Acharyas, they are officiating, giving Diksha. They are the people who they give Diksha to. Whose disciples are they? They are his disciples, Prabhupada said. See, again, it looks like. The Ritviks disciples, right? Okay, now it gets even, see. Prabhupada is talking about himself in the <coughs> third tense, uh, third uh, person. They are his disciples, Tamal Krishna. They are his disciples. Srila Prabhupada, who is initiating? Uh, they are his disciples, who is initiating? Then, there is a pause, you see the dot, dot, dot. There is a pause. His grand disciple... Then Prabhupada is saying something, dot, 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 you see there. But Satsuru interjected. He said, then we have a question concerning, he said, but Prabhupada again came back to what he was saying. His grand disciple, when I order you become Guru. Actually, this word, especially, where is that? This, his grand disciple here, it is not clear whether he said his grand disciple or he is, he apostrophe S. His grand disciple. So, either way, it means the same thing. His grand disciple, when I order you become Guru. So, when I order you to become Guru, then he becomes, yes, my grand disciple. So, his grand disciple, when I order you to become Guru, he becomes regular Guru. You see, he used the word regular Guru. That's all. He becomes disciple of my disciple. Just see. So, when I order you to become Guru, then you become regular Guru. And then he becomes the disciple of my disciple. He will become grand disciple of me. So, until that order is there, you have to follow this Ritvik system. 
So don't jump on my order, you said. See, when I order you become guru, then he becomes regular guru. What is the regular guru? So why did he use the word Ritvik? Ritvik is not regular guru then. Hmm. So he did not say also that this Ritvik will become regular guru after my departure. No. When I order you. Okay. Now you see this is the analysis that we have presented in our document. So the first four lines of this conversation hmm, is quite clear. Straight question, particularly at that time when you are no longer with us, how to conduct initiations. And Prabhupada said Ritvik. Yes. So then Satsuru Goswami, he did not understand. You see, so we will actually maybe read out this part where we have written it. I don't know if you can see it. If you can't, I don't know, none of you have actually mentioned in the comments whether you can see it clearly or not. So let us see if it works. I don't know. Okay. That's a little more bigger for you. Okay. I think that's uh, readable. So now, in the point 1 above, the question is direct and plain. Shri Prabhupada answers that plainly in point 2 and point 4 that he is referring to Ritvik here. Here Shri Prabhupada gives the clearest answer possible, Ritvik. What is meant by the word Ritvik, by the way? There are 17 references to this word in the books of Srila Prabhupada and they are always meaning meant only one thing, a priest. Okay, remember that. It always means a priest and nothing more than a priest. A priest officiates a ceremony on somebody's behalf. His role is only to conduct the ceremony. He is different from the Acharya or Guru who, fold, who holds far greater qualification as well as responsibility. That is true. So, the qualification and responsibility of Guru is far greater than that of a priest. Right? An Acharya's qualification is that he must be a pure devotee of Krishna, one, and he must give transcendental knowledge to dissipate the ignorance of the disciple. And he must be ordered by his Guru also. A disciple who worships the Guru as his eternal master as indicated in by the words of Sri Narutam Das Goswami, uh, Narutam Das Thakur, Chakshudan Diloje Janma Janme Janme Prabhushe. But a Ritvik does not hold his position. As we already discussed, Ritvik is just for that ceremony and that's it. Of course, he can be a Shiksha Guru of that person, you know, who can train him. If he is a temple president who is doing the ceremony on his behalf, yes, he can, you know. Of course, Ritvik is not the temple president. Ritvik is the person who does it on behalf of Srila Prabhupada, who chants and gives the name. So, he can still be a Shiksha Guru, that's another thing. But Diksha Guru is the one who is actually initiating. So now, the 5 and 6, what is the relationship of that person who gives the initiation and Sri Prabhupada says, his guru, his guru, you see. At point 5, Satsvarup is asking about the relationship between the Ritvik and the disciple, but he did not phrase his question correctly. He asked the relationship between the initiator and the disciple. So, Satsvarup wanted to ask the question, what is the relationship between the person who is giving that initiation, I mean that, that Ritvik and the disciple, but he asked, what is the relationship of that person who gives the initiation? So, who is giving the initiation? Prabhupada is giving. So, you see, uh, he asks the relation between the initiator and the disciple. It is important to note here that the initiator or Guru is Srila Prabhupada and the Ritvik is only an officiating representative. Therefore, Srila Prabhupada answered in point 6 that the initiator, Srila Prabhupada, is the Guru of the new disciple. He is Guru. Yes, the initiator, the giving initiation, uh, he is Guru. But who is giving initiation? Prabhupada. 
Satsurup. But he does it on your behalf. Shri Prabhupada, yes, that is formality because in my presence one should not become Guru. So, on my behalf. On my order. Amar Agnya Guru Haya. Be actually Guru. But on my order. Hmm? In point 7, Satsurup is trying to clarify what he understood. In point 8, Shri Prabhupada implies that it is not etiquette to become a Guru when one's Guru is still physically present. But then, he immediately added that just by his disappearance, the Ritviks do not automatically become Gurus but must wait for his order to do so on my order. It is prudent to note here that Shri Prabhupada is speaking of an order in the future trends. Yes. On my order, you see, he is speaking of a future trend. Not that I already gave an order. Because of that order, you can become Guru. No. On my order. Wait for my order. You see. Uh, on my order, become actually Guru. But on my order. Uh, so, you see, he say, wait, wait for that order. You know, don't be too hasty. You know. In a future time. That means this tape cannot be called the appointment tape. They actually call because at that time it was all in the cassette tape. That time it was no CD or no USB drives and all this. So, tape. So, this was referred to as the appointment tape. Where Shri Prabhupada appointed these 11, you know, this, this, them as Guru. But here, if there is no appointment, wait for my order in the future. So, that means this is not appointment tape. He's pointing to the future. Now, now of course, you, you have seen the rest of the conversation. Now you see, in point 10, like you can see the point 10 there, Srila Prabhupada, yes, yes, they are disciples, but consider who, you know, because Satsuru asked, so they may be considered your disciples? Yes, they are disciples, but consider who, <laughs> you see, Srila Prabhupada did not seem to understand the question of Satsuru in point 9. So, Tamal Krishna clarifies the question in point 11. What is the question? You see, Srila Prabhupada's answer to this question is actually the combination of points 12 and 14. You see this? So, Tamal Krishna asks the question, he is asking that these Ritvik Acharyas, they are officiating, giving Diksha, they are the people who they give Diksha to, whose disciples they are, are they? They are his disciples, who is initiating? You see, they are his disciples in 12 and 14, he's, who is initiating? They are his disciples, who is initiating? But before he says who is initiating, Tamal Krishna already repeated they are his disciples. You see? So, this was how the conversation went. If you see, if you hear the audio of the conversation also, you will understand this. So, Prabhupada, you know, he speaks and then he gave a pause and then he speaks. But in that pause, the, the, the others want to, they spoke something. So, in this way, it, it looked, you know, in this way, when it was transcribed. They are his disciples who is initiating. His grand disciple... Prabhupada is still continuing, but Sarasurup again interjected. Then we have a question concerning, Prabhupada still wanted to clarify. His grand disciple, when I order you become Guru, he becomes regular Guru, that's all. He becomes disciple of my disciple. Just see. So, you see that? This is how the conversation went. Of course, this can be um, said that, oh, this is ambiguous, you know. It's not actually ambiguous, it's quite clear. But even if you say this is ambiguous, then we have the next piece of evidence. The official appointment on, of Ritviks. Whenever this such important aspects happened in, in ISKCON management, many times, even in the before this, 1971, there was a direction, direction of management, how ISKCON should be run, everything. So, whenever there are important instructions like this, there was always a um, written document. Prabhupada actually gave it in writing in black and white. Not that he left it in the air 
and so that everybody can speculate as they want. No, he never left it like that. Especially when he saw what happened in his Guru Maharaja's institution, Gaudiamat. They speculated. So he did not want the same problems to run in Iskon. So therefore, he said this. So, as you can see, we have written here. Srila Prabhupada did not leave the future of Iskon hanging in the air with an apparently ambiguous conversation. He actually went on to issue a written directive to all the temples of the world in order to clearly spell out his intention. Now, let us take a good look at this directive, which is the next piece of evidence, a letter dated July 9th, 1977. The secretary of Prabhupada, Tamal Krishna Goswami and Prabhupada's signature, approved. It is written there, approved. I don't know if you can see that. You see, approved. Let's just, let us see. You see that approved there? That, approved. So that, sorry. So that is approved by Srila Prabhupada and his signature is there. But this letter was drafted by Tamal Krishna Goswami on the order of Prabhupada. What Prabhupada said, he, he wrote down. Because Prabhupada, you know, July. Prabhupada's health was not, you know, um, you know, he was getting everything done through his secretary. And that time, Tamal Krishna Goswami was his secretary. Now, let us, for convenience sake, we have reproduced the same letter in uh, readable format, font size. So, you can see here. July 9th, 1977. To all GBC and temple presidents. If you don't know what GBC is, Governing Body Commission. Governing Body Commission. So, Srila Prabhupada set up a Governing Body Commission to take care of the whole society, the worldwide society. A committee of 12 people at that time, maybe even more, maybe. So, at, at one point of time it was 12, maybe they were included more. So, that committee has to take care. So, each of the 12, they were given different, different zones. Like, okay, you take care of North America, you take care of South America. So, what, what, does mean, what does it mean by take care? That means, these sannyasis, these, these uh, you know, GBC men, they will travel and, you know, make sure all the temples, the temple presidents, the management and the devotees, they are all following the spiritual standards and they will guide them and, you know, in this way, they cooperate with the temple authorities and train the rest of the disciples and keep the standards to the highest possible uh, level. So, in this way, all the devotees are properly trained. So, that is the function of the GBC and to make sure the whole movement runs smoothly. So, they are called the GBC, Governing Body Commission. So, to all GBC and Temple Presidents. Now, this is very important letter because it was addressed to every temple in the whole world. All the ISKCON temples, everybody is addressed to all of them. So, Tamal Krishna is writing. So, he is saying, Dear Maharajas and Prabhus, Maharaj is for Sanyasi, if you do not know. Maharaj is for Sanyasi. All Sanyasis and Prabhus. Please accept my humble obeisances at your feet. Recently, when all of the GBC members were with His Divine Grace in Vrindavan, Srila Prabhupada indicated that soon he would appoint some of his senior disciples to act as Rithik representative of the Acharya for the purpose of performing initiations, both first initiation and second initiation. Okay. Recently, see the whole letter starts with this. Recently, when all of the GBC members were with His Divine Grace in Vrindavan, 
exactly referring to that May 28th conversation. Okay, that was when they met. All of the GBC were there on that day. So, that is the conversation he is referring to. Recently, when all of the GBC members were with his Divine Grace in Vrindavan, because after that they travelled back to their respective zones, wherever they came from or different parts of the world. They came, went back there. So, at that time they were all together, all the GBC members. So, that is what he is referring to here. That same exact conversation. So, if we did not, if you had any doubts about the 28th May, May 28th conversation just now, that should be resolved in this because this letter is directly pointing to that conversation and that conversation where you know that whole initiations was discussed. So recently when all of the GBC members were with his divanga, Sri Prabhupada indicated that soon he would appoint some of his senior disciples to act as Rithik representative of the Acharya. Mind you, that conversation began with the question that how should initiations be conducted particularly at the time when you are no longer with us. So, this whole letter is in that context that when Prabhupada is no longer with us because this is pointing to that conversation and in that conversation you can see particularly at the time when you are no longer with us. So, this is also pointing to the same. So, it is for the same reason. Okay? Very important to note because this is where they manipulated the evidence. Okay? Rithik, representative, Rithik, the spelling you see R-I-T-T-I-K that is Bengali pronunciation. We have already covered the Bengali pronunciation in our Shloka learning course. So, Ritvik, Tvik means it will become R-I-T-T. The like Satya becomes Sotto, Nitya becomes Nitto. So, in this way, everything becomes the double. So, Bengali, his accent is like that. So, Ritvik is actually meaning Ritvik only. Now, he soon indicated that some of his senior disciples to act as Rithik representative of the Acharya for the purpose of performing initiations, both first and second initiations. His Divine Grace has so far given a list of 11 disciples who will act in that capacity as Rithviks, okay, as priests, as not as gurus or not regular guru, as priests. His Holiness Kirtananda Swami, His Holiness Sasvarupdas Goswami, His Holiness Jayapataka Swami, His Holiness Tamal Krishna Goswami, His Holiness Hridayananda Das Goswami, his Holiness Bhavananda Goswami, His Holiness Hamsadutta Swami, His Holiness Rameshwar Swami, His Holiness Harikesh Swami, His Grace Bhagwan Das Adhikari, His Grace Jayatirtha Das Adhikari. So, Goswami, Swami, all this for sannyasis, Adhikari means it's a, he is a householder. So, even householders also were included as Ritviks here. Now, so these 11 names were given. In the past, temple presidents have written to Srila Prabhupada recommending a particular devotee's initiation. Now that Srila Prabhupada has named these representatives, temple presidents may henceforward send recommendation for first and second initiation to whichever of these 11 representatives are nearest their temple. So, nearest means it is not a guru. Nearest, like Prabhupada was so far when he was physically around. For Prabhupada was so far in, you know, in, in India maybe and then Los Angeles somebody was waiting for initiation. Oh, who is near? Okay, maybe some other Swami is there. Let me take it. No, it was not about who is near Prabhupada because he is a guru. Now here, Prabhupada said, whichever of these 11 representatives are nearest their temple. So, it's not a question of whom you have your heart for. You know, you, you, you know if you have somebody as you know, in your heart, okay, I accept that person as the guru. Even if he is very far, he is a guru, right? It is not that uh, because he is nearer or that he is far, therefore, I, I cannot have any feeling for him. Feeling has no... Uh, distance, right? So, 
here is not about feeling you know it's not about guru no it's about convenience so because it's a it's a system because everybody is going to be going to be a disciple of prabhupada this is for convenience whoever is nearest the temple they will the temple presidents may hence forward send recommendation like they used to send to prabhupada now send to that nearest ritvik representative out of these 11 whichever is nearest your zone suppose you are in los angeles and the nearest person you is sitting in new york for example and so send him the others maybe maybe one in mexico maybe one in uh, europe germany somewhere so those are far away so whoever is nearest send to him now after considering the recommendation these representatives may accept the devotee as an initiated disciple of shrila prabhupad by giving a spiritual name or in the case of second initiation by chanting on the gayatri thread just as shrila prabhupad has done so how shrila prabhupad did how did he initiate so he chanted on the beads and then those beads are given to the disciple and then when the brahmin initiation there will be the gayatri thread so he used to chant gayatri on the thread and then give it to the disciple so that's how the initiation the the paraphernalia is given like the thread and the beads like that so now the chanting on the beads and on the gayatri thread is to be performed by the ritvik on behalf of prabhupad that is the order here you see these representatives may accept the devotee as an initiated disciple of shila prabhupad by giving a spiritual name or in the case of second initiation by chanting on the gayatri thread just as shila prabhupad has done the newly initiated devotees are his dip, are dip, disciples of his divine grace ac bhaktivedanta swami prabhupad again second time the same they are disciples of prabhupad disciples of prabhupad second time na huh? the above 11 senior rep, rep, devotees acting as his representative after the temple president receives a letter from these representatives so the representative will chant on the beads or you know some gayatri thread and then give it back by post and then after they receive after the temple president receives a letter from these representatives giving the spiritual name or the thread he can perform the fire yagna in the temple as was being done before it was already being done before but shri prabhupada was giving the name now now the ritvik representative will give the name but still he is an initiated disciple of shri prabhupada so that is to be understood but the yagna uh, same way as done before the name of a newly initiated disciple should be sent by the representative who has accepted him or her to shri prabhupada to be included in his divine graces initiated disciples book see the name of the newly of a newly initiated disciple should be sent by the representative who has accepted him or her to shri prabhupada so he he has accepted this represent again third time this is mentioned who has accepted the new disciple as a to prabhupada you know to be included in his divine graces initiated disciples book fourth time so four times in the same letter it is mentioned so actually there is a book called initiated disciples all the list of all initiated disciples is a book the list of names are there so in that way so the, all the new names must be added to that list this was prabhupada's instruction and hoping this finds you all well your servant then tamal krishna goswami signature and then prabhupada signature also is there see how crystal clear this is where is the question of doubt in this even the may 20th conversation was actually very clear but if anybody finds any ambiguity there that should be completely clarified here in this order because prabhupada spelled it out in writing prabhupada is very meticulous everything he wanted you know even though you know when that topic of 
uh, then when Prabhupada said, after this is settled up, I will recommend some of you. you after this is settled up was, they were discussing who has to be the trustees of which property of ISKCON temples in India and even outside India. So, although that was also a conversation, later on in his will, he documented that in writing. So, he just did not leave things which are important, very, I mean of prime importance to, to obscure or, or misleading conversations or, you know, confusing conversations. The, con the conversation was not confusing, but because of the confusion of the Satsurup Das Goswami and also later on Tamal Krishna Goswami also wanted to, you know, get into the whole thing. So, it became a little bit uh, seemingly confusing, but actually it is not as we have seen. Prabhupada was clearly answering this, on my order, then you become a regular guru, but on my order. Wait for that order. If the order did not come, don't accept, don't assume, don't assume. Uh, so, that is Prabhupada's instruction here. So, as clear as this is, now there is a third piece of evidence. This is the last thing we will look at today. And tomorrow we will look at more uh, of the counter arguments that Iskhan usually gives and what is their opinions on these things. But this is the third uh, evidence, the GBC. So, this is the direction of will, the, the will of Srila Prabhupada that he wrote. First point in that will, actually the whole will is ex ex in, in the appendix of this book, at the end of the book. But these are important points which point to the Rithvik system. One, the governing body GBC will be the ultimate managing authority of the entire International Society for Krishna Consciousness. So, the GBC is supposed to be the ultimate managing authority. But now, what happens is when a guru comes into the picture, suppose, uh, I, I think we have, a disc uh, we have already explained this in the, you see here, you can read it. Now, suppose in a temple, Mr. A is the temple president. Mr. B is the GBC of the geographical zone in which the temple exists. Okay? And Mr. C, the guru of the temple president. Now, Mr. A, that means the temple president, will want to be a loyal disciple of Mr. C because his Guru Maharaj is so and so. And if at all an instruction of the GBC representative Mr. B does not coincide with his Guru Mr. C's instruction, he would choose to be loyal to his Guru Mr. C rather than the GBC representative Mr. B. But this constitutes a disobedience to Srila Prabhupada because according to Srila Prabhupada, the GBC has to be the ultimate managing authority, not anyone else. So, if his Guru says something and if the GBC says another thing, GBC representative, then he will definitely want to follow his Guru, right? So, he will not be following the GBC. So, and if he follows the GBC and not follow the Guru, oh, they will say it is a Guru Drohi or Guru Aparad because of disobedience. So, either way he is committing an offence. So, you see how this anomaly is happening because of the whole wrong system. So, therefore, there is no, you know, uh, this thing. There is no doubt about this thing. So, now resolved. There is a minutes of the GBC meeting in 1975. Well, when, well within the physical uh, presence of Srila Prabhupada. In 1975, meetings, minutes of GBC meeting. Resolved. What is that? The GBC governing body commission has been established by His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada to represent him in carrying out the responsibility of managing the International Society of, of, for Krishna Consciousness for which he is the founder, Acharya and supreme authority. 
The GBC accepts as its life and soul his divine instructions and recognizes that it is completely dependent on his mercy in all respects. The GBC has no other function or purpose other than to execute the instructions so kindly given by his divine grace and preserve and spread his teachings to the world in their pure form. The GBC has no function or purpose other than to execute the instruction. But then now, you see, his instruction is completely disobeyed. Now comes to the real point. In the point 3 of the will, each ISKCON property in India was entrusted to, exec- uh, to three executive directors and the names of the properties and their executive directors have been named. Then Srila Prabhupada says, so if you see the will, all the names, this property, this, this, this person will be the executive, I mean the, what is that? Directors, executive directors of this property. Like this, he, he pointed, it's a big list. So you can see all that in the will. But after the, uh, listing down all the names, then he said this. The executive directors who have herein been designated are appointed for life. In the event, that means those who are directors who are appointed by Prabhupada are appointed for life. Nobody can remove them. In the event of the death or failure to act for any reason of any of the said directors, a successor director or directors may be appointed by the remaining directors, provided the new director is my initiated disciples, uh, my initiated disciple following strictly all the rules and regulations of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness as detailed in my books. And provided that there are never less than three or more than five executive directors acting at one time. You see this word, this phrase, my initiated disciple. This is so important. Hmm. Because, you know what it was? Okay, now let's say, Okay, what it was before, let's see. Did we write it? Oh. Yeah. yeah, you see here in the B. Okay, this will, you know, when a will is written, it is written very carefully. There are sometimes revisions made to the will. So, this actually happened. This, if you say in the Veda base, if you search, you will find this. When the draft of the will was being read out by Giriraj Swami on June 2nd, 1977. So, May 28th was our conversation and June 2nd, the will was being drafted and June 4th is when I think he signed the will. June 5th, maybe June 4th or 5th. So, now, um, the will, so as Prabhupada was there, Giriraj Swami was reading out the all the points of the will and Prabhupada was checking everything was checking everything very closely and meticulously. And there you will see very important thing. You see, I put in even bigger font size. Now you can see. When the draft of the will, this part, huh? When the draft of the will was being read out by Giriraj Swami on June 2nd, 1977, to Srila Prabhupada, the highlighted words in bold above were an initiated disciple. That means this. You see, it was like this. The draft was, this was an, I don't know, my handwriting is very bad, an, it was an. So, provided the new director is an initiated disciple following strictly all the rules and regulations of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. It was an, actually he read out. You can see in the in the transcript, in the, in the Veda base, when he was reading this, he said, an initiated disciple. So, 
But it, it has, in the final document, it became my. That means if it was just an, any initiated disciple of Iskon, you know, any guru, you know, my successors or whatever gurus it was, their initiated disciple, you can, you can, he has to be an initiated disciple of uh, no, Iskon. That would have been very general and very ambiguous. But Sri Prabhupada already foresaw what was going to happen. Therefore, he changed the and disciple to my initiated disciple. Now, let's say, theoretically, say by... Um, one second. Take out all this. Again, come back. Anyway, I'll figure that out later. But you see this. Theoretically, say by 2050, all of the disciples of Srila Prabhupada during his physical presence will have passed away. Right? Now, what? Many of them are 70 years old, 80 years old sometimes. All of them will pass away. In 2050, say 30 years from now, 110, 120 years from now. So, most of them, almost all of them, or I think all of them will pass away. Who will be the directors of their these properties then? Because he said, my initiated disciples, and if the future disciples are no more Prabhupada's disciples, but Prabhupada said in that, in that property matter that the future directors should be my initiated disciple. So, by 2050, all initiated disciples of Prabhupada is gone. You know, there will be no more here. So, who will be the directors? If there is no Prabhupada disciple, that means there is no more directors. How will the will be executed then? If the Guru, current Guru system is going on and everybody is a disciple of this Maharaj, that Maharaj, this Swami, that Swami, no Prabhupada disciple, then how, who will be the directors? Properties, what will happen to the properties? Uh, my initiated disciple means the only way at 2050 or 3000, year 3000 AD or 5000 or 10,000 AD, the, the, the Prabhupada disciples, my initiated disciple can still be executed only with the Ritvik system, which is already clear, clearly spelled by Srila Prabhupada in the letter and in the conversation also. So, all this points nothing but to the Ritvik system of initiations. <coughs> so, these are the three chief documented evidence and these are very important documents these are not some you know some private letter to some Siddha Swaroops there was one letter in 1975 Siddha Swaroop oh, you know wait for me you know wait for uh, the Acharya to go and uh, after my departure then you can accept uh, disciples without limitation you know he said Prabhupada said that just so that he will stop his nonsense of initiating he Prabhupada had a series of letters with him series of correspondence so all that uh, you know Sometimes they show this, oh, you see, see, Prabhupada is saying, you know, wait for my, for, wait for me to pass, you know, and then uh, you can accept disciples without limitation. But then if, if that was the case, see, you can't take a letter that was written to one particular person and you should know that background of that person, why that Prabhupada wrote like that to that person, what nonsense he was doing until then. So, it was a private letter. You can't take that as more... Um, important than a letter which was addressed to all GBC and temple presidents, the entire management of ISKCON. When the Julian letter is said, how can you, you know, bring out this letter somewhere in 1975, that was the Siddha Swarup who was doing nonsense. 
and then how can you compare this and that so you can't this is all fallacious arguments all completely wrong arguments so we will go through all those in detail in the next sessions um, starting tomorrow and um, for now it is these three principal evidences and how to approach this whole controversy so i hope that was clear but if any questions are there we will take them now all right let's see if there are questions i think there are a few questions there oh there are many questions all right <laughs> Subramanyam Prabhu is Ravindran Subramanyam Prabhu. He is saying some leave to follow the material desire regarding deviations. Yeah, they are all material desires only to become Guru. Puja, Labha, Pratishtha, Adhi, Upashaka, Ghan. Upashaka, Ghan means they are weeds. You know, let's take out that verse. This is Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhyalila, Chapter 19, Text 159. Nishiddhachar, Kutinati, Jeevahimsana, Labha, Puja, Pratishthadi, Jata, Upashakhagana. Some unnecessary creepers growing with the Bhakti creeper are the creepers of behavior unacceptable for those trying to attain perfection. Diplomatic behavior, animal killing, mundane profiteering, mundane adoration and mundane importance, all these are unwanted creepers. So this mundane adoration, they wanted this puja, labha, pratishtha. You know, they wanted the worship, they wanted the profit. How many people, uh, how many gurus have run away millions of dollars in their bank account? And uh, illicit behavior, nishiddhachar, behavior unacceptable for those trying to attain perfection. So many gays, pedophiles in the gurus list, you know. So many things, so many dark things have happened in ISKCON. And they are still going on as gurus. And... At the same time, they wanted adoration and worship and everything. So, these are all unwanted creepers. We have to be careful to weed them out. You know, when we are trying to grow the Bhakti Lata, Bhakti Lata Bij, the seed we will get from our spiritual master and Krishna. But that we have to nurture by hearing and chanting and you know, the creeper has to grow. The Bhakti creeper has to grow. But when the, when we are watering any plant, there will be also weeds also will being watered with that, with that water. So, those weeds have to be cut out. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is actually teaching in this chapter, this very important chapter. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is teaching how a devotee should be an expert gardener in raising his own bhakti lata, the creeper of bhakti, devotion. It is very delicate. It is particularly mentioned as lata means, lata means a creeper. That means a creeper is not, cannot stand by itself. It has to be very delicate and it, it will only hold on to a, small, a stronger platform, a small, stronger tree. So, the lotus feet of Krishna is where the Bhakti Lata will coil around. So, we have to take care of it very carefully. If, we, if not, it will create disaster. The whole creeper will be lost. So, when the weeds grow and then we don't control these weeds of mundane adoration and all these things, then all these material desires will overtake the devotion and throw the devotion out and you know completely um, eclipse everything. 
and especially if leaders of the society they fall into such illusion and they mislead everyone then the whole thing is you know gone can you mention currently in which of the sampradayas follow ritvik system up to date so i do not know the exact details of each sampradaya but i have we have uh, known that even ramanujacharya sampradaya everyone is considered a disciple of ramanujacharya so of course there are some there are many sects in that uh, sampradaya as well um but everyone of them considers adiyan ramanujadasan so they say i am a servant of ramanujacharya so in that way they consider themselves as disciples of ramanujacharya but whether the exact ritvik order was given that was that is um, i do not know this is there's a document like that but this is how the initiations are there it's not completely there's nothing against shastra we will look at all those things further evidence and further shastric understanding of this whole thing because one of the principles argument principal arguments against this is that there has never been a precedence that a previous acharya has done this kind of thing so how can proper do something like something which was which was never done by the previous acharyas and nowhere in shastra it is mentioned that ritvik system or something so is prabhupad not uh, by saying ritvik system by following ritvik system are you not saying that prabhupad has gone against shastra or gone against the previous acharyas you know does that not imply in that way so these all questions we will address but not today tomorrow all right so vishnu teja vallabha sampradaya does something similar i mean anyway it doesn't matter whether vallabha sampradaya did it or ramanuja sampradaya did it it doesn't matter at all it doesn't matter the order of the spiritual master now we, we don't need to get evidence from anywhere else but shri prabhupad so in his books itself in his teachings everything is there hmm? because what he done what he had done is totally unprecedented anyway if you say that this is unprecedented that you know um this ritvik system of initiations then even the chanting of 16 rounds the regulation of chanting 16 rounds is also unprecedented because before before that bhaktisiddhanta saraswati thakur said 64 rounds his institution everything was 64 rounds so that is the actual standard but then prabhupada reduced it to 16 uh, that is also unprecedented never done before so he did many things unprecedented many things he went to america and then that was also, that was also unprecedented and he started a worldwide movement the, the name of krishna was spread all across the globe that was unprecedented of course there was a prediction that you know his chaitanya mahaprabhu said that his name will glor- will be glorified all over the world and that came into fruition by shri prabhupada's efforts so we will look at there are there is a staggering amount of evidence from shastra you will be very happy if you if, if you know that this is um, the correct system of course for iskon it will be a shattering Uh, time because uh, they will not be able to counter this evidence that we will show in our next sessions staggering amount of evidence from shastra how much authorized this ritvik system is so we will go through all that uh, in our subsequent issues subsequent episodes for now let's go to the next question vishnu teja is bhaktivedanta lives in sound society bona fide so we are not now okay let's let's get to the point we are not trying to see among ritviks there has been some disagreement some you know um differences here and there but we don't want to go into that that is a whole another um topic by itself but we are here in this series of webinars 
we are now trying to understand what is the Ritwik system. Okay? First, let us get clear on that. Let us not go into again. These are all layers on opinions and gossips and opinions on gossips and gossips on opinions and opinions on gossip. These are all layers. We are now addressing the core of the issue. Okay? What is Prabhupada's order? Let us stick to that. Let us try to understand the whole matter. Let us not get deviated and distracted by many things that are being said and heard and hearsay and all these things. Let us get to the very core of the matter and then we will know exactly what Prabhupada wanted. Let us be clear on that. Okay? Then we can go to other discussions. Uh, Sri is asking, does Krishna accept service anymore in Iskon like in Mayapur, Vrindavan, etc.? I mean, if they do not follow up to the instructions of Srila Prabhupada, Krishna will not appear accept their service, right? Or am I wrong? No offense to the Iskon devotees. Well, I can only quote the Shastra. Whether Krishna is accepting what is going on between Krishna and him, that is up to Krishna. But Shastra says this, that Asara, we have read the Chaitanya Charitamrita quotes from the uh, Adilila chapter 12. What is that? Once we have disobeyed the order of the spiritual master, any opinion different from the opinion of the spiritual master is useless. And who have those opinion and who um, propagate that opinion, faulty opinion, they are useless. That is all we can know from Shastra. Let us stick to Shastra. So, otherwise it will be my opinion. Whether Krishna is accepting or not, I am nobody to say because... But the thing is this, Yasya Prasadat Bhagavat Prasado. If the spiritual master is satisfied, then Krishna is satisfied. If the spiritual master is not satisfied, Krishna is not satisfied. See, whatever the advancement that even if you see Iskon devotees may seem to be making, it is only because of Prabhupada's books. Not that because, it is not because of, um, you know, those gurus or that guru system, they are making advancement. It is despite, despite of those, despite those uh, misleading, there is some, you know, they are following some, okay, some chanting here and there because Prabhupada has said that and they are reading some Prabhupada's books. Therefore, something is happening, but they cannot advance at all because of this primary disobedience. It cannot advance. I mean, how? Shastra, then Shastra is wrong, no? If they are advancing and they become Uttamadhikari, how? How does this gel well with the Shastra? Shastra says one who is, has disobeyed, it becomes Asahara, useless. Hmm. So, we actually cannot make, just like Bhishma Dev, he was very advanced, he is Mahajan. But still he was in the wrong and still he had to be killed because he cited the wrong party. We cannot do that. Uh, even if you are Mahajan, we cannot do that. So, we should always stick to the right party. Hmm. In, in, in Kurukshetra war, in, in Mahabharat, it was Krishna's party. Whoever side Krishna was, that would win. Here, who would, whose side is Prabhupada, that would win. Of course, they will say, oh, his con is very big, you Ritviks are very small and you know, very... Yeah, let's wait, no? You know, it's only... They have taken everything from Prabhupada. Prabhupada has given them the whole society, the whole... He has done all the groundwork and the society became so big and vast. And they have just, you know, are riding on that now. We are as whereas we are starting from scratch. So let's give us some time. Let's see. So everything will manifest. Don't worry. Sri Prabhupada, you know, the truth will the truth will triumph in the end. Alright. Ayappa. 
Hare Krishna Prabhu, is it offense to eat prasadam in Iskon temple restaurant devotee house in offense, is offense because they offered that to Bogus Guru? As I understand, they still chant Prabhupada's mantra also, apart from their Bogus Guru mantra, because they have no faith that the Bogus Guru himself can give it to Krishna. Because especially after the Bogus Gurus have fallen, started falling, every disciple had doubts, you know, what is this whole thing? So nowadays, even while giving initiations also, some of the Iskon Gurus, they, they mislead. The disciples saying, no, no, I am just giving on behalf of Prabhupada only. They will say like this. But then they will give their own Pranati Mantra. That, like we chant, Namo Vishnupadaya Krishna Prishthaya Bhutale Srimadhe Bhakti Vedanta Swami Nithinamine. They say, Namo Vishnupadaya Krishna Prishthaya Bhutale Srimadhe So and So Swami Nithinamine. So that is cheating. You are not giving on behalf of Prabhupada then. Because the Pranati Mantra is not Prabhupada's Pranati Mantra. It is your Pranati Mantra. So that, that is not, that is cheating. So, Ever since the Guru started falling down, they have this system where they have to also chant Prabhupada's mantra. So, since the deities are there and Prabhupada is there, if you are going there and paying for the prasadam and taking, I don't, but I don't recommend, if you have an option, better cook yourself. And, of course, when pilgrimage and all this, yeah, you can, you know, you take prasadam. At least Prabhupada's mantra is chanted some grace is there. But, honestly, it's not the proper way to offer anything to Krishna. But, you know, if it is, you know, if you pay for it and take prasadam, fine. You know, Prabhupada never like rejected prasadam in Gaudiya Math. Even after he went back, he did eat. But, you know, he, <coughs> um, you know, the way it was, the way they disobeyed the order of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur was off. He did not agree with that. But it's not that we go and eat there every time. No. We have to, it is only on when there is a, you know, kind of um, when we're traveling on a pilgrimage or something like that, yeah, you know, you can purchase and eat, but don't make it a regular thing. If you have an option, better cook yourself. And if there is a Ritvik temple, you know, or following Prabhupada system, that is most conducive. Um, so I wouldn't exactly recommend, but if you are in those, you know, place of pilgrimage where you're going, and if you want to, you know, take prasadam by paying, just like Jagannath Puri, you know, we take prasadam from there. Yeah, you take prasadam, pay and take prasadam. That's just, that is not. We don't, we're not against that. But the thing is, the system, the whole system of following is not proper. So, Yash Datta. Most respectfully, how do we know who is actually following the teachings of the Master and who is not? Because both parties actually think they are one, the ones properly following the Master's teaching. The problem is, who is violating the principles? How to understand that? Good question. So, that's exactly what we said. So, how to understand who is following and who is not? Let us go to the instructions. When we see the instructions, then it will be clear. Now, here today we have presented the documented evidence of what the instruction is. Then you can decide who is following and who is not. Because, yeah, both of them, that's what we mentioned in that purport. Prabhupada mentioned that there have been two factions on, and one, one of the factions was, they, they speculated on the order of, how to fulfill the order of the spiritual master. So, they are also thinking about fulfilling the order of the spiritual master. But they speculated their own way. Without reference to Prabhupada's instructions, I mean, without reference to Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur's instructions in in that case, but in our case, Prabhupada's instruction. So, how to understand who is following and who is not? Don't focus on who is following and who is not. First of all, focus on what the instruction is. Once you know the core, that's why this is all again based on the layer. Because this is the opinion, this is the opinion. If you base your, if you see these two opinions, because I am thinking I am following, they are thinking they are following. You know, so who is following? So that is again. So if you see like that, it will be confusing. 
if you see base your ideas or opinions on opinions that is faulty but if you if you see the truth then you can see the whole thing therefore we want to you know dig out all these layers and get to the truth the truth is what we are presenting here in this in this webinars in this series we want to present the truth what exactly is the order of shri prabhupada that is why we want to we we dial down on this particular evidence exactly what happened what is the real thing that happened what is the real thing that prabhupada said so that's what that is the exact thing so it's a good question so that's exactly what we are addressing he added to the question okay yashrata has added to his question what is that if we can understand everything from the books then no need to evaluate anyone it's because not everyone can understand everything from the books that we still need masters to make us understand and clear the doubts but i will read more thanks yeah books is one thing but we are talking about especially about the initiation and it is not about just you know you read all books and you will get to understand what prabhupada wanted about initiation no it was a definite letter it was a definite letter on july 9 1977 and it's a very small short document in which four times it is you know uh, mentioned that you know sri prabhupada is the spiritual master even after the disciple leaves i mean even after the physical departure of sri prabhupada the disciple becomes his disciple because it is referencing directly to the 28th may conversation where the question was particularly at the time when you are no longer with us so it, it's not about you read prabhupada's books and eventually you will understand what prabhupada meant about diksha and how the initiation should take place no 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 here it is very specific very specific documents we are referring to all right vishnu teja do only pure devotees go back to godhead yes only pure devotees will go back to godhead because you can't be a impure devotee and you are uh, no we, we have no admittance into that if you are impure then we will be in the material world only shuchi naam shrimatam ge if you are not completed 100% of our devotional life we will take birth in better families and continue from where we left off but yes to go back to godhead we have to become pure devotee we have to strictly at least come to the second class platform if you remain in the third class no way is there a difference between vishnu teja again so is there a difference between a pure devotee and a bona fide spiritual master good question is there a difference between a pure devotee and a bona fide spiritual master so a bona fide spiritual master has to be a pure devotee and he has to also have the authority from his guru that you can become guru you know you are my successor or something that order has to be there then yes he can become authorized spirit. there are so many pure devotees like kunti kunti devi is a pure devotee and all the citizens of dwarka are pure devotees you know all so many pure devotees in dwarka not that immediately they become you know guru maharaj and so many examples like this so many examples of pure devotees who did not assume the position of spiritual master hmm. of course we, you can that, that's another thing that the iskon will say oh do you mean to say that Prabhupada did not appoint any guru because there is no pure devotee. That means he failed to make even a single pure devotee. You know, he's he's not powerful enough to make even one pure devotee. This kind of questions. So these are all again fallacious arguments, very weak arguments. Because Prabhupada is capable of making trillions of pure devotees, but it depends on the devotee how well he takes. Suppose now some of you are initiated by the Ritvik system. does it mean that you have become pure devotee now huh? immediately become pure devotee is that the way it works 
if I don't follow, how will I become pure? And not follow means one, two days, yes Prabhu, I followed for one year, I should become pure devotee now. No, no. It depends on Krishna. You have to be prepared for following for lifetimes. You know, uh, like Rukmini said, I am prepared to die a hundred times and, you know, uh, you know, do Vrata Krishan, you know, hard austerities to get you as my husband. When she wrote the letter to Krishna. And even, um, who? Uh, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. He wanted to, you know, get uh, initiation from Gaurgi Swaradas Babaji. He begged so many times. I mean, one is always... I mean, we have to be very eager, we have to be very, uh, we have to be prepared to do anything for the satisfaction of the spiritual master. And not just, you know, Prabhu, I am chanting for one year, now now I think I am a pure devotee. The moment we think we are a pure devotee, that means we are not. Because a pure devotee by nature, he will never think he is a pure devotee. That does not mean that if you don't think that you are a pure devotee, you are automatically a pure devotee. No, <laughs> you have to be honest. That's why it is said in the Nectar of Instruction, verse 5, in the purport, one should not imitate a person on a higher platform. One should not imitate. One should be very honest. Uh, he should know, okay, I'm, 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 I have many problems, I have to get a long way to go. So, it is not that, oh, Prabhupada cannot make one pure devotee. No, it's not about that. We follow, every, if everybody follows, everybody will become pure devotee. Why not? It depends on us. Prabhupada says the leader bird, you know, when there is a flock of birds, the leader bird... You know, when they always form in this, the formations and there is one leader bird and everything, all the birds, if you see in the evening sky, all the birds fly, so many birds fly, and, but there is one leader bird and he will lead the path and all the birds will follow in it, so in its path. Now, that leader bird, Prabhupada said, is like the guru and the rest of them are like his disciples. Now, the guru will show the way, but if the disciple does not flap his wings. If the follower bird starts to think, oh, he is leading me, no? he, he will lead me to the, to the right destination. So, I will relax. I will not flap my wings. What happens? He falls down. The same way, the, the order of the spiritual master is there, but if we don't follow the order, we will fall down. We will fall down. So, therefore, our following is where the deficiency is. It's not the deficiency is not of Prabhupada. The deficiency is in our following. Hmm. And, April 22nd, I will, I mean, we will go through all that evidence later on in subsequent sessions. April 22nd, Tamal Krishna Goswami said, April 22nd, 1977, just, just like six months before Prabhupada physically departed, Tamal Krishna Goswami said, I have seen all your disciples, I have examined myself and everybody, none of us are qualified to become any guru, we are nowhere even close. Prabhupada said, yes, therefore the training must go on. He knew. He knew what was in his mind. Prabhupada knew what was in his mind. He was already thinking of becoming Guru. You see, how, how, did Prabhupada, how does Tamalakrishna even ask such a question? I have, I have seen, I have, none of us are qualified even to become Guru. That means that idea is there in his mind. You know. Yeah, Prabhupada said, yeah, the training must go on. You know. So, he, they were not ready, nowhere close to being ready, remotely even close. And in six months, just after Sri Prabhupada left, oh, they became... Mahabhagavata of the highest order. How is that to be believed? Hmm? So, pure devotee and bona fide spiritual master. The difference is, a bona fide spiritual master must be a pure devotee and must have also the order from his spiritual master to become guru. If he does not have the order to become guru, he can still be a pure devotee. Nobody is saying no. 
But you can say, be a Siksha Guru for everybody. He can guide everybody. It does not mean the pure devotee means immediately I must become Acharya and I must give Diksha. No. If the order is not there, let me not. Let me be a Siksha Guru. Let Prabhupada's books do the job still. You know, anywhere they are doing the job. Prabhupada is giving the Divya Jnana. So therefore, Divyam Jnanam Yato Dadyat Kuryat Papasak Sankshayam Tasmat Dikshayati Saprokta Diksha definition, what is that? When Divya Jnana is given, the transcendental knowledge is given, that is Diksha. So that is the Prabhupada is still giving anyway. So even if one is a pure devotee, he can guide everybody humbly. He can be very humble and guide everybody to Prabhupada. And he can still be a pure devotee. No problem. Why? Why? Pure devotee means immediately must become Guru. Forget about being pure. Without being pure, falling down like anything, they are still accepting the post of Guru. They, they, the whole thing is that they are impatient to become Guru. You know, they, they can't wait to become a pure devotee. Uh, this is too far away. Let's, let's just become Guru. So these things have happened. So that's the difference. All right. Ajanya Mataji. Uttama Adhikari means who is completely above three modes, ignorance, passion, goodness? Yes. We will go through more of the symptoms of Uttama Adhikari, the qualifications of Guru and everything. And how the Iskon Gurus don't match up to those at all. Everything. So, we will go through everything. Okay. We are not here to you know, show all the faults of the Iskon Gurus. There are a number of faults. We are not going to that. We are studying what is Prabhupada's Shastra. What Prabhupada gave instruction, we will see, look at that. And side by side study, you know, how deviations are happening in ISKCON because of this. And why it is dangerous to follow them because of this. Uttamadhikari basically means, yes, he must be above the three modes. Uh, just take one verse first. Maybe two verses. In the first canto, 11th chapter, verse 38. This is the divinity of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He is not affected by the qualities of the material nature, even though he is in contact with them. Similarly, the devotees who have taken shelter of the Lord do not become influenced by the material qualities. So, this is one. And there is um, another one. Ten eighty-eight five. The other one was just now one eleven thirty-eight. Both Bhagavatam. This is uh, ten eighty-eight five. Harir hinir guna sakshat purusha prakrite paraha sasar vadrik upadrashta tamba jannir guno bhavet. Lord Hari, however, has no connection with the material modes. He is the supreme personality of Godhead, the all-seeing eternal witness who is transcendental to material nature. One who worships him becomes similarly free from the material modes. So, you see, him, yes. So, Uttamadhikari means must be above three modes. Vishnu Teja, why aren't the Diksha Gurus between, why aren't there Diksha Gurus between Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur and Narutam Das Thakur, not considered Acharyas? So, our, um, actually if you see there is a gap, Narutam Das Thakur and then Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur in our disciplic succession. If you see, there are actually, there is a gap of 200 years between them. There is no way that Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur met Narutam Das Thakur. There have been four other uh, devotees, their names are given, but they are not considered part of the Sampradaya. 
um, it seems they also offered some diksha but Vishwanath Sakurati Thakur accepted Narutundas Thakur as his uh, guru that is already accepted by, I mean wrote written by Bhaktisiddhan Saraswati Thakur he wrote a song you know I don't know if you know um, what is that Chatur Mukhe you know that song the whole Parampara song there he mentions that Vishnu Sakurati Thakur accepted Narutam Das Thakur as his guru. So, how did he accept? There was no, there was no uh, physical contact. So again, so this is not completely unprecedented. And those who were giving idiksha, even if they were, they were probably not pure devotees. Somehow they were not counted among the thirty-two. To be counted among these, you know, you have to be absolutely pure devotee. So, that is very important. <coughs> Ajanya uh, asks, which class of devotees is free from the three modes? Okay, we have already covered that first class. And actually second class also. A strictly second class devotee, he is also on the platform of Nishtha, Nishtha platform. He will not fall down. One who is in this, under the modes of material nature, he can fall down. So now, if you see in the Bhagavad Gita, chapter This is on uh, chapter 9, text 3, purport of Bhagavad Gita. The third class person in Krishna consciousness may fall down, but when one is in the second class, he does not fall down. And for the first class person in Krishna consciousness, there is no chance of falling down. Of course, actually this is a changed version. In the original version of the book, it is said that the third class person in Krishna consciousness may fall down, but when one is in the second class or first class, he will not fall down. Like that it is mentioned. Here they added, second class does not fall down, and for the first class there is no chance of falling down. Either way, they will not fall down. Even the second class devotee will not fall down. Naishtha, Naishtiki. Nishtha platform means fixed up. You know. So that position will not fall down. So second class devotee is, not, is on that platform. So only the third class will fall down. Um, he is under the modes of material nature. So therefore, we have to rise. That is why Prabhupada wanted his disciples to at least rise to the second class platform. Become preachers. Second class devotee is actually a preacher. Who knows? Supreme Personality of Godhead, the spiritual master, the, the devotees, the envious, everybody he knows. He knows how to deal with them and understand all these different nuances. Alright, Leela Singh from Trinidad. She's asking, why when we use this word Ritvik, a lot of Iskon devotees <laughs> give a vex or upset expression if what you are saying and is the same uh, as what Prabhupada said. Do you think you can say something about this. Yeah, so <laughs> now in Iskon, the word Ritvik is demonized because that's the way they have they have done this propaganda in Iskon that Ritviks means oh they are Aparadis, they are Mayavadis, they are uh, you know demons, Rakshasa with the fangs and with the horns, you know. We are given this kind of tags by ISKCON. <clears throat> they get upset because 
they are just told that is oh rithviks oh they are mayavadis they are their aparadis so this is how they have been brainwashed that's why it is all based on opinions and not based on fact if you see the documented facts you will know the truth it is very very plain and simple it is not at all complicated but when we don't have the information of the truth but then all these opinions because they are just told the opinions over ethics they always talk bad about us all the sanyasis you know they will talk bad about all his contributors this is what they were told and on that hearsay just taking that opinion they have formed an opinion that iskon are uh, sorry ethics are all mayavadis aparadis and demons that's that this exactly the reason why in the beginning i mentioned that let's get to the core separating all those layers of opinions and gossips and opinions on gossips and gossips on opinions and opinions on gossips so because they base their judgment on a wrong platform therefore they get it wrong similar way if somebody says oh let's be let's all be equal you know after all we're all you know krishna's devotees and all how 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 does it match up you know that is also having an opinion of so called harmony and peace on the wrong platform like that story that uh, propad mentioned that four thieves you know they went to this village to to steal and they were in this forest and they met in the just before dusk they said okay the sun is going down once the sun goes down you go this you go this you go this and i go this we all go different direction and we loot as much as possible in the houses and before daybreak before dawn let's come back to the same spot here meet here and let us distribute our wealth so they went all you know looted all these places and next day they came back and the leader says okay now be honest be fair bring out everything that you have and declare everything and we have to share it equally among ourselves don't hide anything you know so be honest be fair be truthful uh, let's have a harmonious you know relationship so he was talking about harmony he was talking about equality truthfulness honesty and i mean all kinds of good virtues but the base it was based on a stolen property first of all so any amount of good based on a wrong platform is all bad because the entire platform is still is bad like you know in, in a mathematical problem in the first step i think we just made a recent tiktok video just a 1 minute video explaining this in the mathematical problem if the first step is suppose the, okay this is, you have to solve some equation and then you just make a mistake in the first step the whole answer you will get completely wrong although in rest of the steps you follow through very carefully but if that first step is done wrong just small it can be however small a mistake but the result will be completely different from the the correct answer so wrong platform you can do any amount of right things on a wrong platform but because the platform itself is wrong everything is wrong so however much the thief may call himself uh, honest or equal or you know uh, fairness and all these things everything is complete rubbish because his uh, property is stolen so therefore to have strong opinions on any subject you have to know absolutely the core of the truth of the subject so that's why we are addressing the absolute truth of the subject and not basing on this opinion and but they they feed the downline devotees the leaders they feed the downline devotees with their opinion of what ritviks are 
without understanding the word Ritvik and why that word was used and what Prabhupada said and what are the documents. Because if they show their whole, if they show the documents, if they show the entire thing, their whole stand is gone. They don't have a stand in the whole issue. So they want to mislead and they will brainwash others also to mislead the, the downline. So in this way, they'd have a bad, uh, I mean they have this, this, this they get upset when they, were, when they hear the word Ritvik at all. But that was the very word used by Srila Prabhupada. It's not that we invented this word. <laughs> Ritvik, you, you see the wherever the word Ritvik is, it is not. It does not mean demon. You see the word to a translation. It means a priest. Let's see, you know. Let's see the word to a translation of Ritvik. You see, Ritvik, the priests conducting the ceremony, the priests. Uh, Ritvik Janam, his priests, the state of being a Ritvik priest, 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 priest. You see? Saha Ritvik Acharya Sadasya with all the priests, Acharyas and members. So, Ritvik again priest. How many times? Where Ritvik says Ritvik means demon? This is something they have concocted. They get upset with the word priest, I don't know why. So, because why? It, it attacks their, their, their whole position at the very core, at the very foundation. Okay, Sri, is it true that Sri Prabhupada was poisoned? Sorry for asking no offences to anyone. You don't have to feel you're offending anyone. Yeah, Sri Prabhupada was poisoned and not only was he poisoned, he is still being poisoned. His movement is still being poisoned by this Guru issue. Physically, yes, he was poisoned and now he's st- the poisoning is still going on. It's not that it was an event and it happened and finished. Now the poisoning is still going on. That is our take on it. Because if the, the as long as you don't follow the uh, Acharya's instructions, you are poisoning the whole thing. So, it's the poisoning is still going on. Vimal Krishna Prabhu, the July 9th letter was the start of Ritvik system or was the system being followed already to some extent for which the letter is the amendment? As you can see in the letter it is said that previously the temple presidents wrote to Srila Prabhupada and Prabhupada wrote, I mean he, he gave the name and he chanted on the beads and the Gayatri thread and they were posted over to the temple president and the fire yagna was done in the temple. Now he set up this system where even that activity of chanting and everything is given to the Ritvik. So, that's when he actually used the word Ritvik. That's why Sasarudas Goswami was not familiar with the word and then he was asking all his questions in the May 20th conversation. So, anyway, Prabhupada made it very clear in the July 9th letter and also in the will. So, that is, so he just, the whole system, he first initiated himself, he trained and initiated himself. Then, when the temples grew, the temple authorities trained, but when he went to those temples, then he initiated. Then, when he was traveling even more far and wide, when the, ex- the movement expanded you know, exponentially, when he was elsewhere and there were devotees waiting and waiting and Prabhupada couldn't go to all those places at one time and initiate and all, they have to wait for like one year, two years, three years. Then he started, okay, you, you, I will give the names and you, you do the ceremony there. And now, he just handed over even that last part of it, which is chanting on the... Uh, beads and the thread that also to the delegated it to the Ritviks. So it was a progressive uh, delegation of this task of you know uh, of the conduction of the initiation ceremony. So it is not like you know something abruptly is it just as a matter of what is practical you know. But the divyam jnanam yato dadyad, the, that divya jnan is given by Prabhupada. That is so that's why in the July letter you can see everybody is a disciple of Prabhupada, not of anybody else. 
Vishnu Teja. Does it make sense that demons infiltrated Sri Prabhupada's movement because they threatened their atheistic materialism? Well, whatever it is, they have disobeyed Prabhupada. That's what. And if one disobeys, yeah, it's, it's again Kali enters. Kali Chela. If Chaitanya Mahaprabhu excommunicated Chota Haridas, what will happen to the Iskon gurus that fell down? <sighs> okay. So, this is not exactly the topic of the class. But, um, the basic fall down is the disobedience of the spiritual master's order. If that order was not um, compromised, even if somebody falls, Prabhupada still accepted them. Like he once said, um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is powerful, he is God himself and he was strict and you know, when Chota Haridas made a small mistake and he banished him, but I am not so powerful as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. I need all of you to uh, preach, so I can I cannot um, uh, relinquish any of you. Of course, he said in a way, in that way, in a humble way. But Prabhupada can preach without them, with or without them. I mean, he can do anything on his own. Vaishnava is all powerful. We should always understand that. But his merciful nature, that you know, he accepted. Still, okay, you continue, you know, wearing white and continue whatever. But it is already disgraced. Actually, it is said that Vaishnava, I mean, a sannyasi, when he falls down, he cannot go back to God at that life. He has to atone and the next life he has to purify himself and then eventually he has to go back. So, it is a serious matter. So, it is not a laughing stock. In fact, the only way a sannyasi can atone for his fall down is by his committing suicide. But then again, Prabhupada <coughs> knew that not everybody would be <coughs> easily committing suicide also. <coughs> so, he said, okay, fine, you know, you carry on doing your service and, you know, humbly pray to Krishna to, you know, uh, save you. So, what we are saying is, even if a sannyasi falls down and falls from grace, he, he goes into some materialistic thing, yeah, maybe he is not perfect, you know, he maybe fell down. But, we cannot accept this thing that a guru who is supposed to be an uttam adhikari and who is supposed to lead everybody to Godhead and when he falls down, when he becomes complete illusion and then falls and breaks even the regulative principles that even a beginner devotee needs to follow, that is not acceptable. I mean, how can a guru have illicit sex or, you know, intoxication? These things happened. And even they murdered some devotees, some of them. I mean, this is completely atrocious. This is not just ordinarily breaking the, breaking the principle. It's like deliberately and actually wholesale, without any uh, uh, repentance. Uh, it's completely, there's no way they're going anywhere back to Godhead. Did Srila Prabhupada chant 64 rounds after receiving initiation evil by, while being Grihastha? And also, when he established ISKCON, how many rounds was he chanting? Just curious, please tolerate this useless source. First of all, we, we are nobody to judge who Prabhupada is and how many rounds he chanted. But definitely, he must have chanted minimum 64 rounds. And that was also mentioned in his memories, uh, in memories of Srila Prabhupada, one of the... Uh, disciples of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, he was mentioning that even as a Grihastha, he was chanting 64 rounds. And in the beginning, actually Prabhupada asked the Americans also to chant 64 rounds. That means, unless he was chanting, he would not have asked, right? And then he asked him to chant 32 rounds and 60 rounds. But you know what? We have, we, we should know that Srila Prabhupada is, you know, transcendental. So, you know, how many rounds is he chanting? Uh, who are we to check on him? So, <laughs> so we have to be, we know that Prabhupada is on that level. So, he's definitely chanting, you know, all that. How many ever, I don't know, minimum at least 64, but after that, I don't know. 
you know <clears throat> so he did so many things in 64 rounds and you know traveling preaching lecturing writing and not only books writing he letters writing and was dealing with the headaches of his disciples you know all the headaches that he was they, they were giving how many things he managed in a matter of 12 years that too when not in his youth in the fag end of his life you know what that means it's, it's it just means that krishna shakti vina nahetar pravartana uh, without the, the the strength without the empowerment of krishna one cannot preach he is how empowered he is to do that in a matter of 12 years it's just uh, unimaginable can we associate with iskon bangalore people if they are like minded well again there have been some differences opinions and this and that we don't want to go into that in the session in this 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 uh, series so even among ritviks there have been some differences of opinions and you know um non cooperations so as far as we are concerned we will be working in iskm we will be working with iskm and if anybody wants to work with us well and good otherwise we are just working as iskm because many times many i'm not pointing to bangalore or iskon bangalore or something like that but there are many many all over the world so so called people who claim themselves ritvik and followers of prabhupad but actually the reason they they say they follow prabhupad is because they don't want anybody else as their authority they don't accept that you know somebody else gives them instruction but that was not prabhupad style prabhupad is guru means yes you still have to accept the the gbc or the temple president the temple authorities all you have to accept still uh, so he wanted like that but these people they say prabhupad because they want they don't want any authority and they can do anything they like they don't even have proper sadhana standards and that kind of things happened i'm not pointing to iskon bangalore it's, you know there wide are so there are they may be many who may say that they are ritviks and followers of prabhupad but we have to follow we have to see who is actually carrying out the order of preaching and expansion and you know the vaishnav behavior everything so is more nuanced but now in this session in this this few webinars our focus is to understand what the truth is what the ritvik system is and how we as iskm we are trying to push this movement forward you know that that we will say we will get for in about our history oh sorry we'll get into more about our history and how it all started with us as iskm in a future you know in, i think our last episode in this series but until then you know we will we'll be bothered with the truth so if you go visit iskon temple i have asked again so if you go iskon temple uh mayapur vrindavan having prasadam attending kirtan is offense i mean if we don't have a ritvik temple in my city can we go there because up to date i am going <sighs> well you 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 best is to start our own the moment you know we depend on all these facilities then you know it will be dependence on them so we have to as much as possible avoid that association and we have already read you know that we cannot we have to associate with like minded people so you cook yourself and you have a kirtan you know it's not that you have to be and then slowly become qualified and then become proper devotee and then become leader and then you know preach in your area and then slowly be patient and then but it it is it is injurious to associate with the iskon devotees because eventually what will happen is we will you know get into all the preeti lakshanam symptoms of affection and in that way we will again become friends and then just like bhishma dev even though he knew the truth he cannot speak the truth to them 
and then eventually he is implicated in that 10.44.10 of Bhagavatam. Nasabham pravishet pragnya sabghe doshan anusmaran abruvan vibruvan agnyo narah kelbisham asnute. So we will be implicated in the sin. So why unnecessarily? So let's keep far away as much as possible. And I mean pranam, respect them. Uh, chanting Hare Krishna. Krishneti yasya giritam manasadriyeta. In your mind respect them but keep yourself away. It is said in the 1129 the purport that even if Vaishnava, he is not considered Vaishnava. And in the 329-17 purport, Prabhupada says, even if Vaishnava, we must stay away from him. We will go again, just in case you, you did not remember. We will go again, that place. You see, friendship should be cemented between persons of with mutual interests and understanding. We don't have a mutual interest to understand, so how we can have friendship with them? Such persons are said to be swajati of the same caste. The devotee should avoid a person whose character is not fixed in the standard understanding. Even though he may be Vaishnava or a devotee of Krishna, if his character is not correctly representative, then he should be avoided. So we cannot be in the sentiment that, oh, Prabhu, after all, is Vaishnava only right? And, no, here it is said. You have to be following this. One should steadily control the senses and the mind and strictly follow the rules and regulations and make friendship with the persons of the same standard. So, Vanazakshi Mati okay, there are quite a few questions and we have already, I have actually lost track of time. We are always closing, I mean, we are getting into 11 o'clock. This is, wow. So, please keep the, the questions to the point so that, you know, to the topic and you know, don't, get, don't get into all these things. So, Vanajakshi Mahathir is asking, how will Parampara continue after 32nd Acharya Prabhupada? So, again, we are saying already, the Parampara is the disciplic succession. Yogo Nashta Parantapa. Krishna said, when, when the knowledge is lost, that's when the Parampara is considered broken. But the knowledge is not lost. Prabhupada's knowledge is still there, and his books are still there. And we can, everybody is reading Prabhupada's books and still making advancement. So, where is it lost? It is not lost. So, the Parampara does not mean that a physical person has to be there. Then Prabhupada, Krishna would have said, Sharira Nashta Parantapa. When the Sharira of the spiritual master is Nashta, when they destroyed, then the Parampara is considered broken. There is nobody living who is carrying this message. No, when the message is lost, that's when the Parampara is broken. It's not about when the body of the spiritual master is gone. No. Yoga Nashta Parantapa, not Sharira Nashta Parantapa. And the yoga, the word yoga was translated by Srila Prabhupada as the signs of one's relationship with the Supreme, the signs of Bhakti Yoga, Krishna consciousness. Alright, Ajanya Raj. Then why Srila Prabhupada could not understand the class of his disciples? I mean the 11 man. You, you think he doesn't understand? He understands. That's why he set up a system which is a ritvic system. But they disobeyed. What to do? Um, I mean they deviate from Prabhupada due to passion, is it? Ignorance. Passion or ignorance, whatever it is. Okay, Parashuram Prabhu. What was the plan for the appointment of Ritvik Acharya after initial Ritvik 11 departure? Okay, good. So that was also uh, discussed. Um, Tamal Krishna actually mentions that in his uh, in his conversation with Prabhupada. Um, okay, this I think is right at the end. He said that you know he asked Prabhupada. 
Okay, let's get to the absolute bottom of this. Hmm. Here we have a oh sorry. Okay, declaration of will, and then after that we have the no codicil confession. Here in the confession, he mentions, you see, okay. So before, you see his, I don't know if you can see this, I'll just go to the this mode. You see this, I asked him, so Tamal Krishna asked Prabhupada, that is this all or do you want to add more because the 11 names were there is this all or do you want to add more he said as is necessary others may be added you see as is necessary others may be added so that was what Sri Prabhupada said in the this is the Tamal Krishna's confession so as is necessary others may be added so it's not that these 11 are final but as is necessary others may be added so that's the way so I Iapa is asking ISKM also will have will be having their own GBC after growing yes and ask him why we can't have GBC and that would be very see we don't even have proper temples we are just starting out now we have temples with a handful of devotees and you want a big GBC see Prabhupada instituted the GBC only in 1971 you know in that time 1970-71 so when there were so many branches and there were so many devotees well, let's have some proper branches, you know, everything. Well, let's establish the movement more solidly. Yes, we have a few temples running nicely. So, then let the number increase. Uh, for now, there is no such need of uh, all these op appointments of official GPC and all these things. As the movement, movement grows, yes, there will be. Alright, with that, we will end this session. Thank you very much for coming on. And I can't believe it. It went to three and a half hours almost. I can't believe it. I, I did not see the time at all. Thank you very much. Thank you for coming and we will continue tomorrow. I hope I can be, uh, it can be a shorter session. Um, thank you very much. Hare Krishna, Jai Shri Prabhupada, Ki Jai, Tai Gaur Primanande, Hari Hari Bol.